Welcome everyone to the Pantheon of M. I'm your host, Ray. And I'm Evie. Today, Evie, we're going to be looking... I'm sorry, I jumped ahead on this one, sorry. But we're going to be looking at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, episodes 8 through 16. Okay. Um, but before I begin, did you enjoy this part before I get into a quick analysis of it? Yeah, I think it was getting deeper into the characters mm -hmm. of each um, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and what they had to deal with, you know, as they got to know each other. I think it's better now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm more invested into the characters now than yeah. I was. Okay, so anyways, getting into the the synopsis of this show. So we chose 8 to 16 because primarily it takes place right after the events of Thor Dark World. The way that it was set up was like the week Thor Dark World premiere, the following Friday, which I believe that was correct, this episode uh, aired. So it takes place on the aftermath of Dark World. It opens up in an episode called The Well, and it's where they're in England cleaning up after the fight between... Uh, the Dark Elves and, and Thor, or uh, Malak and Thor, in, in that sequence there, and they're picking up all the, all the artifacts. So, like you know, item forty-seven, we did a review mm -hmm. of the one shot. Uh, we're following any articles that are Asgardian or alien or mm -hmm. Dark Elf, uh, whatever was left behind. Their job is to collect it so it doesn't get into the wrong hands. So that's what we see in episode eight, eight, and that leads into Asgardian storyline, which is just coincidental in that mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, it's the well is basically a, a berserker staff, and we spoke about this in some detail in an earlier yeah. podcast as a personal favorite of ours. Right. Where there is a staff that belongs to a berserker Viking who is a uh, Asgardian descent. Uh, he's one like one of the uh, frontline warriors, and the the idea of the staff was it creates it gives the person uh, tremendous rage, but also almost twenty times the normal strength value. Right. Mm -hmm. And an Asgardian warrior. Uh, broke the staff into three parts and left it in different parts of the world uh, because he fell in love with our with Midgard and he wanted to stay there and leave his violent side behind and be passive. And he did it mostly for love. Mm -hmm. So when they investigate the staff, someone has found one of the pieces of the staff and they go crazy and they try to... Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, um, Coulson locates a professor of archaeology who yeah. he referred to to help him find Thor in the original Thor. Mm -hmm. in, uh, in he's, so he's located in Seville, Spain. Uh, and he's able to, to break down the, the writings that they were able to get off the staff from a, um, the markings that they left behind. It, the purpose of the episode was to bring out the dark side of oneself, especially uh, the character in this case, it's going to be uh, Grant, Grant yeah. Ward, because yeah. uh, he's the one who's very quiet, but like he has a lot of anger issues too. And a bit of May as well. In, in, oh, and a bit of May as well, and that brings out uh, some of his backstory. And yeah. we find out that uh, he's a victim uh, of some family... Um, not struggle, but angst. Uh, he was—he fell in a well, or he was in a well, and his brother refused to, to bail him out. Mm -hmm. So that anger or that buildup of being trapped and isolated and, and almost drowning uh, was a, one of the most painful childhood experiences in his life. Mm -hmm. And every time he held onto the staff, it brought that anger and aggression out, multiplied that plus intense strength. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was called the well. Mm -hmm. Then the other several episodes that follow that are is that we have an episode called the, the repairs accident in the laboratory. Mm -hmm. We found one of the co-workers uh, set off accidentally an explosion that killed everybody in the lab. Mm -hmm. and But he was trapped between worlds, a darker dimension. And this is significant because of shows like Cloak and Dagger, uh, because of um, Ant-Man mm -hmm. and Ghost, mm -hmm. when a character is stuck between different realms. Of re and this is kind of significant in that sense. It just gives more authenticity to uh, certain film stories and what have you that deal with people phasing in and out of reality. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, then we have a, called, a show episode called The Bridge, brings back uh, Mike 
Peterson, uh, who was a centipede program, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tracking down Raina, the girl with floral dress, and then trying to learn what's going on with that. A little bit more about the clairvoyant, oh, yeah, yeah. and it ends in tragedy with Mike Peterson having an accident. Uh, it sets up the character Deathlock, who we get introduced into this part, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is another character within the Marvel Universe, and it's significant because he's half-man, like, like, and cybernetic, like Mike Peterson mm-hmm. is initially through the centipede program, which is extremis, basically. Mm-hmm. But now he's cyborg and extremis mixed into one, mm-hmm. so he's like the ultimate killing machine. Yeah. But then we have an episode called The Magical Place, which is now we get to understand the, what really happened to Coulson. It answers that question because the way um, the bridge ends off is that they're able to scan uh, Coulson's mind. The enemies kidnap Coulson, and he, in the end, voluntarily goes through the process of trying to figure out what happened to him the day he died and mm-hmm. what and then you find out uh, shield did some experiments to him and the doctor played by Gron glass um you know was part of it and they uh restructured his memories and his mind and his mm-hmm. body and, and his heart through through alien technology mm-hmm. at a place yeah. called the guest house which right. we learn about later on mm-hmm. which brings us to seeds now seeds is uh, basically the academy where he learns to become right. our shield and it's more of a Fitz and Simmons story where they go back to where the academy where they learned and they're because they're the geeks and the high intellectuals they're the rock stars and people like Grant Ward or the jocks were going to a different kind of academy mm-hmm. and reintroducing us to Ian Quinn a mogul rich man who works for the clear point we learn yeah and uh, it's just a little side story to, to invest into Fitz and Simmons mm-hmm. okay next one after that is is tracks, which is my personal favorite episode because it's a re- it's kind of like an Agatha Christie event on a train. Mm. It's also the episode where we get a cameo from uh, Stan Lee, and uh, and it's the episode that where we start to see Deathlock. Mm. It takes place over a course of a train, maybe in a course of maybe one hour, hour and a half, yeah. and they retell the story from different perspectives of different agents. And it's like, oh, and there's slight differences in terms of like what happens, and then you kind of realize it's just a relooping of the same events. Mm-hmm. We get two major uh, consequences from the episode. Uh, one, uh, Sky gets injured severely in that one, and that leads into an Inhumans series uh, story later on, mm-hmm. and it brings into another character, which is um, which, uh, Bill Paxton's character, mm-hmm. who gets introduced in Tahiti, the, the following episode. Yeah. Now this one, they finally figure out what is going on with Coulson. They find out the location of where it takes place, and you find out what the guest house was holding, which was an alien being. And the serum that was used to create, uh, bring Coulson back to life to regenerate him, and to regenerate uh, Sky back to the living, because she was near death, is the DNA and uh, biological agents of an actual dead Cree uh, character. Mm-hmm. Similar in the fact that that's what was used to save uh, Captain Marvel after the explosion. When she had a blood transfusion and she was near death, even though she had the Tesseract energies in her, the Cree DNA is what bonded her and kept her stable. Oh, okay. So that's mm-hmm. where you see how that relates to uh, this one. And, make, and it validates the v, uh, Cree chemistry, because the Cree, Cree chemistry and, and human chemistry are very similar, and mm-hmm. you're able to pull it off. And the last two is Yes Men. It's when, uh, is it, this is one of the one you like, is where we have Sith coming to Earth stop a renegade Asgardian. And uh, this one, and the reason why they call it Yes Man is, is that her touch, this renegade Asgardian, she can control the hearts of men, kind of like a, yeah. a, a siren, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was that one. And uh, last but not least, the end is the beginning. And I think I got the terminologies wrong, but it's kind of when everything started to come full head. There's distrust within the organization. Uh, May's keeping a secret. She 
apparently she knows more about Colson's background mm. than he, she will let on. We find out there is a, a hidden compartment in the plane on the bus that he, she's been reporting to, and we don't know who it is quite yet. The clairvoyant knows more about them than they do, mm. and they realize that the clairvoyant knows so much that only, the only way you can know about that is through being an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. himself. When uh, Sky goes through the profiles, it has the profiles of like their psychology profiles, or, like what their weaknesses are, the strengths are, what they like, where they hang out, mm -hmm. and only the clairvoyant knew all that, so he had access to all the personal data. Mm -hmm. And that's where they realize, oh, the, the enemy is from within, and now there's distrust, and that's how it ends. Wow. So, summarizing episode eight to 16, and once that finishes, we get into Winter Soldier, which dealt with a whole pile of distrust nice. and enemies from within, which kind of leads up to that one. Cool, nice job. Thank you. <laughs> Very proud of myself. Okay, but overall, I, uh, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, there was a lot, you know, a lot of change in mm -hmm. the X in the um, um, in the uh, agents of Shield because they had to deal now, like with how people are, you know, after mm -hmm. you kind of get know them and mm -hmm. get used to them. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, you know, it uh, changes things. Mm -hmm. You know, even in uh, um, even among superheroes. <laughs> No, yeah, because everyone has tensions. I mean, even in like the first Avengers movie, they were fighting a little bit in between yeah, exactly. on the plane, bickering. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, even like working with somebody, mm -hmm. you know, over the years, people mm -hmm. can. Yeah, no, no, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I get on his nerves all the time too, and he's like, just go on, man, go on. So yeah. I, I know, like, but it, yeah, but yeah, I get it. It's like me and you, exactly. So, Ray, you're on a cliff. Off you go. <laughs> that was, you know, like, why are you choosing this to go over? It's like to, that we have to enjoy it. this. It's and like, it's yeah. all good. Okay, yeah. So, mm. what did you think? Uh, overall, I give this series, this part of the series, I'm gonna give this a seven and a half out of ten. Okay. Uh, there's nothing about it that I didn't like. I love the fact that you're going down this rabbit hole of things. There's something medicine yeah. coming. You get the sense of it. You just don't see it. Okay. You know, you don't see what's coming over that horizon. Yeah. Um, it's Coulson's journey, and you, you, you feel for him more and more in this journey. And he's the glue that joins, uh, who pieces this thing together, and is what made me so invested in the series um, right up until like seasons four and five. So, because of the story of primarily Sky and, and Coulson, yeah. it's their story, and understanding, like, oh, we're, we're learning about her story and what's the mystery box behind Sky, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Shield has been her family from the day she was born. Quite, mm. quite frankly, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you learn that she was an 084, which an item of unknown origin, mm. and you find that Shield many died to save her life. Mm. You know, so there is so much layers to this thing that I mean, yeah. I mean that was um, I just really love the I love the mystery box that was built in this thing too that gets revealed little by little. But now they're going faster to opening up the mystery box. Well, it's. Done. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but as you dig deeper, there's yeah. more mystery to it too. Oh, sure, yeah. So you know, and there's that rabbit hole is getting deeper and, and broader, and yeah. you don't know who is the enemy and who's not. And that's that was the underlying theme ending off on. And the cliffhanger is, is uh, Victoria Hand, played by Saffron Barrows, who I think is brilliant, uh, who's also an actual comic book character. And and the only, uh, and the thing I learned too that Nick Fury is level ten. There there is a level. Okay. And so, in, when you watch Captain Marvel, she's he's level three, but as of as of right now, this at this point in the of the series or this movie okay. franchise, he's level ten. That's the one of the I guess if not the highest, the 
I don't know what's above him. Okay. Yeah. So that was one thing I learned about the uh, this episode. So what would you say is a companion piece to this these sets of shows? Um, I would seriously say Empire Strikes Back because I'm all ears. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because you know all of these people are just thrown uh, just like together. C three PO met R two D two. You know, mm. to, in the very first time, know each other, mm. and um, Leia meets Han and Luke, and mm -hmm. you know, and they, you know, and they never, and they. So you're talking New Hope, not Empire. Yeah, Shakespeare. right, right. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Oh, a New Hope mm -hmm. learned from another, but they all don't get along, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and you know, Leia thinks thought she was all hot and stuff, putting down Han Solo and you know. Mm -hmm. So, so I guess uh, people take time like to mix, right? Right. And, and you throw in Han and Chewie. You know, these people have to learn to adapt to one another. So, you know, you know, and they do that. You know, so they're not always buddy buddy with each other, mm -hmm. but they, you know, but they learn how to survive, and and it's. Yeah, and they good. Yeah, like, I've seen where like Han says to three people, they never tell me the odds. Yeah, exactly. You know, they argue, but they're not really arguing. Exactly. It's in the moment of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. So, how about for you? Okay, so for me, it's more like Ready Player One, okay. which which that was kind of like you have uh, uh, Prespero, um, the character where it's a hunt for the Easter egg, right? But in this game, the hunt is for the truth, and it's they go through this incredible journey of events. To get to where they need to go to, so it like Ready Player One has nothing has nothing to do with the movie, but the, the actual overreaching themes of the movie was to get to truth, to learn some about the truth about one's person, which was the person who ran the game, who okay. ran it. Okay. Did you have you seen Ready Player Never One? Never seen it. Okay, so the the, the architect of the system is kind of like a Willy Wonka thing, okay. but like he he we, the more you get to learn about the character, the more you learn about how sad his life was. Okay how isolated he really was. But the world was just overly just crazy, mm -hmm. all this stuff was going on. But when you get to the heart of it, there's a, there was a very sad, lonely truth to it. Oh. And uh, the, I mean, there's a truth that they discover amongst themselves, about Sky's family, about like what happened to Coulson. Mm -hmm. So it, overreaching arc of a storylines that you go through. And then of course, the conspiracy of he was a traitor. Mm -hmm. And what's it's that rabbit hole journey you're going through through all this crazy uh, fighting and mystery, the mystery box is what Ready Player One was meant to be, the one that Spielberg designed and, and brought together and brought up all these uh, social um, platforms, okay. uh, gaming platforms, but like you, you kind of get that in, in, uh, in this version. Okay. But it's, yeah, obviously it has, it has very little to do with one another, but like yeah. just the overall, this is the theme of it, I found it very, I found the parallels in that, and I found uh, there is some intimate connective tissues with that that I found with uh, Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, in this part with Sky and, and with Coulson particularly even though they develop kind of like a, a father-daughter relationship that's not really explored in this set of uh, episodes but you're, you're getting a bit of that uh, as we head on to the series progression okay. um, so that's where I that's where I am in, in that sense uh, where did you rank this in terms of 1, one through 10 like how would you rank this um this chunk of everything, mm -hmm. I'd rank it an eight, eight, eight point five. 
lots going on and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I'm gonna give it an eight point. I'll give it an eight, an eight out of ten, uh, not a point five. And the only reason why I'm giving it an eight is is not because there's, there's anything wrong with this series at all. I, I'm actually more entertained, and it's moving quite well and quite fast. They're bringing all the right characters, bringing back Mike Pearson. You have like super villains. You have stories, and and the idea of the stories all coming to a head. Okay. So I just thought the big picture is definitely realized. We don't see the, what the big picture is, but you know that we are going in that direction. And the little sub-stories along the way kind of help de- develop the characters, liking the characters more. Yeah. Um, uh, there's something about it, I, I think on some sort of subconscious level, that I don't know why. Um, it, there's, I think there's room for it to be better, and I, I don't know why. Maybe maybe the budget or restraints... Um, uh, but I thought the episode where the, one of the best episodes I saw to that point was Tracks. Just the style of it was completely different from anything I ever saw before. And you, also you have the, the bonus cameo of Stan Lee's being on the, mm-hmm. on the train, which I thought was great. Yeah. And having uh, Elizabeth Henstridge going off on Coulson as part of her character mm-hmm. analysis for spying uh, was funny mm-hmm. and over the top and just genuinely great. And uh, so, yeah, I could go higher, but... I just felt there's room for more, but realistically, I can't think of how to improve it any more than what it's what's already given to you. Okay. So. Nice. Okay. Well, anything else? Um, besides that, I mean, I hit all the major points of the yeah, storylines, and I thought it was great. What I recommend is for anyone to go see, to watch this. Yes, if you haven't seen season one and two mm-hmm. or season one, it's beneficial because it's a bridge between. Uh, Phase two of the MCU. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to know what happens after Iron Man three, if you want to know what happens before and after uh, Thor: Dark World, if you want to know what happens just before the events of Winter Soldier, which is probably the most important thing of all, mm-hmm. what happens before and after Captain America: Winter Soldier, this was a series to be holded. I should watch that again. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Well, for me, so now that we've got this one, now if I watch this, I'm going to watch this with Winter Soldier. So, with that. Hit Leave us a comment. We appreciate that too. Gives gives us a thumbs up uh, and hit subscribe and hit uh, likes or follow us on Apple iTunes, Podbean. You can follow us yeah. on that. We'll see you next week with a brand new show. I am not sure what that is right now, but it'll be good. I'm sure it's going to be good. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care. See you next week. What does S.H.I.E.L.D. stand for, Agent Ward? Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. And what does that mean to you? It means someone really wanted our initials to spell out S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm clearance level six. I know that Agent Coulson was killed in action before the Battle of New York. Welcome to level seven. What is that? That's a superhero, Agent Ward. We worked the cases S.H.I.E.L.D. hasn't classified. The strange, the unknown. It's not just spy versus spy anymore. The whole world's in on the action. 